0: Hi Creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. And this This is is Open Shutters! Scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> well, welcome, creep creepsters, to our very first podcast, Open Shutters. Feel You excited? Oh, am I excited? I could tell. The veins are popping out of his head. He's so excited. But, Phil, you stay excited, don't you? Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good, because that's what we need. Because even though, we're going to be covering some dark shit. In this episode. Dark. Dark, dark, dark. dark, Disturbing. Jet black. And this whole month. The theme of this month is pure evil. You know, sometimes people do things and kill people and they have reasons, like maybe they defending themselves or maybe they defended their child or something like that. But these four cases in the next four episodes are going to be people who have murdered just for pleasure or for personal gain or for greed.
1: Just sheer dehumanization. Sheer of others. dehumanization. of others.
0: I, 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 You know, treating the person at, like they're a mosquito that they swap, swat or something like that. Swat it is, not swap, right? Anyway, before we go on, I wanna thank and to do a little shout out to explain. Let me explain first this. This is how I got interested in podcasts. With the COVID-19, you know, we all got furloughed and we were stuck in the house. Oh my, yeah. Yeah, and Philip, you know, there's only so many times you can binge Tiger King.
1: Wait, no, I love some Tiger King.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That bitch. No, wait, hold it, hold it. We got, we can't be mean to Carol Baskin. Okay, All those say, cool cats. All right, Carol, Carol, you're probably a really nice lady. And we do know right. that your cats eat very, very well. Yes. That's
1: all we can say. <laughs> and sardine oil is infective.
0: Oh oh, 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 you are so bad. But anyway, I started getting into podcasts, and I discovered a couple of them. Some of my favorites are "Scared to Death" with with Dan and Lindsay. That one's really cool. They talk about the ghosts and everything. And then there's also "Decoder Ring," which talks about pop culture. They even talk about Baby Shark. There's Baby a whole,
1: Shark for real.
0: A, a whole episode dedicated to Baby Shark. They haven't killed Baby Shark yet. They have not killed Baby Shark. He's gonna yet. survive, isn't he's he? Gonna, he's surviving. They have an episode on Karen's. A whole episode on Karen. Wow. They, 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 they have episodes on on um, metrosexuals. Episode on Friends of Dorothy. So, yeah, a whole so, episode on Judy Garland and how she's and how gay men are friends of Dorothy. So anyway, um my favorite one is called Morbid, and it's a true crime podcast. And it's Ashley. And Elena, the two girls who run it. And they are really, like, super, super cool. Ashley and Elena, we love you. Both of us love you. We love y'all, darling. Love you to death, baby. (laughs) Now, okay, before we get started on our story, there's a couple things we want to do. First, what I want to do is I want to mention a couple of news stories that I saw. And uh, this first one is rather, I guess it's rather disturbing, especially if you're a police officer. Uh, this woman, this this uh, homicide police officer from DC, was murdered by his wife, and then she killed herself. What'd you think mm. of that? That's that's that's, that's, that's kind of creepy. That's something for the creepsters, huh? Kind of creep, kind of tragic though. Just it's it's just sad too. It, kind of, it yeah. is. It is because yeah. um, according to what some of the neighbors say, they they were really nice people. But before she came, about. About nine hours before she killed him, she posted something on social media. And, um, by the way, let me give you their names, too. Uh, She's uh, Christina Lynn Francis, and he's... um, These things on there. He is... uh, What's his name again? Oh, Timothy Eugene Francis. And... The sheriff's deputies say he was one of the best homicide cops around and a really, really nice guy. And people said that they never thought there was any trouble in their marriage. But she posted a video on the couple's, um, on, on, uh, couple's eight, April 9, 2017 wedding in Santa Monica, along with a statement that seemed to indicate trouble. Mm. This day meant everything to us, she wrote in a Facebook post. Rife with misspellings, including misspellings of her own name. The marriage was put together for a great reason. She wrote that the couple belonged together always. And she said, I love you and what we had together. We had six years of experience, memories, and should have taken precedence over everything. And everything we did, but got lost in petty. And they just have one here. They just have expletives. I wonder what she said. You believed was a mistake. Now, um...
1: Well, she she's clearly was hurt. I mean she clearly was hurt. There was pain there. I'm not saying what she did was right, but there was definitely yeah. this is different than what we're gonna be later on looking at. No, this there. is nothing like this what is we've nothing been talking about. Like. any of these. This yeah. is definitely more of where we're dealing with someone having a personal pain and acting out in a way uh hopefully um I mean, there's nothing to do. I mean, she, you said she killed herself, yeah. She's she committed so suicide after she, so killed yeah, her. there's there's nothing that we can do on this side to to find yeah. out what happened or and get those answers why. But hopefully, hopefully, they may be some um psychics out in that area, somebody say, that ends up helping in the article. Spirit.
0: I don't think they had any children, it seemed like they were only married about three years. She mentions about six years, so they probably lived together the first three and then married the second or the last three. And it seemed as though... I don't know, some more may come out about it, but something was happening in their marriage and she well, was she was really
1: upset. That would about be very it. horrifying. I'm wondering those, if it for was... for children a, if they were if they were yeah. involved. That would be
0: Yeah. I don't think uh and uh I don't know, maybe he had a mistress or something because she is acting pretty much like a woman in scorn. But anyway, that's um it's a tragic case and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on following it and see what happens if they find out any more stuff. Now um You had something you were reading before we started taping, and you won't
1: read it, and it's so good. Well, okay. I mean, I'm I'm not going to read the story, but I'll give the name. I'll give where it's at. It's easy to go look up. So apparently there was a politician who, uh, by the name in Hungary... Whose last name was I think I would say it's Seizure. I may be butchering the butchering the name. That's I butcher but, those foreign. But apparently, he, <laughs> European. And- he was on I guess the cabin or whatever for the the main guy Orban, and this is all happening in Hungary. And Hungary is really, right now, you know, some of the political stuff there is pretty anti LGBTQ. Yeah, going it, on. Very communist too. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm. Maybe some, but maybe, maybe like, almost fascist. Maybe yeah. a little more fascist. Well, happening. you know that's that's all, There's always here, thin really lines, right? Yeah. But anyhow, so he's all involved with this anti-LGBTQ platform going on in Hungary, and they just recently found him escaping out of a window and across the gutter, leaving a 25 man orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Some neighbor said there was a nighttime. Did you see a picture of this guy? Disturbance. I want to know what he's got that he can get twenty five men. I don't know. He looks like something scary that would be 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 at a blackout. Yeah, well, it's
0: hungry, you know. You know, (laughs) yeah. Twenty five men. How do you with twenty five men? It's it's. You don't have enough
1: resources. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know I mean, it's just 25 total so it was him and then 24 others is according to the oh my
0: goodness so according, according to you, the you reason. know
1: it's always the ones that are against the lgbt community and
0: that one that, that, that uh, the family values people they're always the ones that get caught in the restroom
1: so in all actuality, it kind of relates to our thing because you know he kind of opened well the window or even possibly the shutters and <laughs> oh he opened the window all right. he opened it yeah. all and went right
0: into the gutters and and okay there right right we go the gutters okay so for the next segment now what we're gonna do we already thanked our uh our inspirations the girls from morbid and the guy and girl from scared to death and and uh Dakota ring that was the other one So our next segment, every week, every episode, Philip is going to give us what he calls, what do you call it? The horoscope? Well, they're, they're
1: going to be weekly horoscopes and, or horror, like horoscopes. Yeah, because they're kind of dark. And for some of you, some of you, some of you out there, it's going to be horoscopes. Because we know what y'all do. Horoscopes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait
0: till you get to Cancer and Leo. Okay, we'll see what kind of horoscope that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So, so let's, let's roll with them. Aries, even though you might be worn out from trying to shave off a few pounds of zombie flesh you acquired over the past yeah. couple of weeks or revive yourself from that failed attempt, to create an elixir of immortality. Ooh. This is probably a great week for a night trip out with friends. To drink by the light of the moon. You're telling a zombie to go on a night trip with friends. Right, right. You know, that's just normal. Okay. Just avoid confrontations with any creatures that might emerge from a dark body of water.
0: Oh, yeah. Those creatures that emerge from dark bodies of Especially water.
1: Especially like, be- Lake Train after midnight. Oh, the- Mississippi River. Mm. Uh, all of that, yeah. Mm. Well, Taurus... Oh, the bull. Mm-hmm. Sex with mysterious strangers in a back alley might be on the menu this week.
0: Oh, i got to tell you something. That's not only tourists who do that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, no, 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 but it's really on the menu for them. Oh. But they still need to use protection. That includes a damn face mask to go along with your ribbed condom. Yes, exactly. Enjoy whatever socially distant dungeon you happen to discover. As a side note, just because you had to delay any vacations with the extraterrestrials doesn't mean you can't plan it for the future. Um. Now, I don't, I don't think that was bad, too bad for tourists. No, that, so, that wasn't too bad.
0: Too... Hey, they're having some fun. They're having the, you hey, know, hey. sex things. And, but I don't know those dark creatures coming out of the water. That's kind of...
1: Geminis, on the other hand, you better hope those bodies you buried and those skeletons you have in the closet stay there. Be careful to whom you tell your dirty little secrets, because by the light of day, it might all be exposed. Zombies are not very pretty by the light of day, anyway. Well, Gemini's aren't zombying out too much yet. Oh, they're not zombies yet? No, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) They might be carving. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something with them. However, this may be a time to encourage you to head out into the deep waters from which you heard the sirens call. The sirens? Yeah, you know they They're going to the, deep the water mermaids are. Come on, we live in—we don't live
0: that far from the Gulf Coast. Well, that's true. And they, do you think they have sirens in the Dol- Gulf Coast?
1: And there's rumors out there. Yeah, well, I know they have a lot of
0: sirens, like on you know
1: on Bourbon Street. True. Yeah. this is true. Yeah. Cancer. Feeling fierce and feeling empowered by those spirits in almost every mirror you look into this week. You should definitely slay the night away and paint the town red with oh. the blood of your enemies. Oh, I get to paint the town red with the blood of my enemies? enemies? Okay, but but wait. I'll, I do have one note of caution. Oh. Make oh. sure your sword or knife is sharper than the other person's. I oh, will always keep my swords and knives sharp. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope.
0: <laughs> now, you, you're you usually close to Leo. You're on the cusp. Well, right? yeah, you know, and I think, you see, the cancer is kind of coming, comes out at me now later in life. I've gotten to be more of a homebody and enjoy being home and uh, binge watching Tiger King. Sorry, Carol.
1: <laughs> I, I Also,
0: my theater stuff, you know, I have all those years in the theater and that's Leo. That's ego, ego, Oh
1: yeah, ego. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Leo is the theater. That is the theater. Well, Leo's, we had a good one for you this week. Your devil make here attitude this week might be what the devil himself has in order for you. Really? Your inner demons are your friends this week, so have a good time and enjoy dancing in the shadows. Just do the rest a favor and avoid the split pea soup. Wait a go- minute,
0: I make a great split pea soup.
1: I mean, and I, mean- I don't dance. But see, your good time could become someone else's nightmare of cleaning up your mess. That's all the time. Ex-Curtis, he's always having to clean up
0: my mess. Well. Curtis is my roommate. <laughs> he cleans up behind me all the time. <laughs> we'll get into that
1: later. Oh, Virgos. We got a good one for oh, y'all this week, but it really ain't good for y'all. It's to kind of give y'all a little slap upside my dad, the face. That's my and name. I love my Virgo people. Don't get me wrong, but listen up. Light your candles. Say your prayers. Just remember that this black fog of doom may just be a fart of your own personal imagination. Yes.
0: There's a fart in horoscope.
1: Of their personal imagination. Oh, they imagine having gas? (laughs) Yeah, and it's a black
0: fog of doom that they've Uh, created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not one of my favorite black vlogs.
1: that do to exactly. me either. If you find time to relax, that you might even realize there are quite a few friends on the other side as well as this one willing to help. Take that long walk through the haunted woods without leaving behind a trail of breadcrumbs. I mean, because the signs say to not feed the animals, and besides, you probably aren't returning anyhow. Oh. Change of scenery could be welcome.
0: That could be taken, not really, that could be disturbing on so many levels. It could be taken so the, many ways. Got,
1: so I know some have got their minds <coughs> going crazy right now. They just really need to take that time. Yeah, when they listen to this, yeah. I don't think that's going to make them feel any better. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Libra. Seducing others like a well-seasoned succubus might be in fashion. Time to cast those glamours. Use those powers of persuasion and light up that holiday cheer. You only live once. And for some that might encounter you, this is the lesson they should learn. You might find out that killing them with kindness may take on a whole new meaning. P.S. Hide the poison in the sweets. Oh, oh! thank God
0: I didn't eat my other roommate's homemade heavenly hash was, were they, they a libra where a po-
1: huh were they a libra i don't know Would, uh, oh it could have been made by libra who knows that no no
0: it was made by william <laughs> oh well did i you, know william did you put poison in that heavenly hash no i did eat some of it but all it really did was spike my sugar i think you're gonna be okay though yeah it spiked my sugar
1: but i don't think william poison does <laughs> scorpio <laughs> Time to get back to slumbering in your bedazzled coffin, bitches. Your bloodlust for life recently left you overextended and sucking your own blood after feasting on the souls of others. That is very disgusting. Well, they do that often. I mean, I'm a scorpion myself, so I know this. You suck on the blood of others while feasting on their... You know, you know, you know, you know,
0: figurative. Oh, figuratively.
1: Yeah, you know. Not... Grossly. (laughs) Hopefully not. Gourly. (laughs) Be careful with your own resources so that you can relish in the winter of others' discontent. Also, make sure that all flesh passes the smell test and take your herbs and vitamins. Oh. Sagittarius. Oh. Yeah, that's my man. My man's a Sagittarius. You know, these are ones born around Thanksgiving, right? Well, Thanksgiving and going in through into December, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Emerging from the tomb door like a mummy being wrapped up and tucked away for thousands of years, you are ready to get down to business. Many will be cursed by your presence, but some lucky few may even be blessed by association. Like the Valkyrie of old, you hold the power of life and death for most that decide to battle. May the odds be in their favor. You have sounded the purge horn. Even with so much to do, there will still only be a small window to do it. Well, it wasn't so bad. I mean, they're kind of powerful. This way. Yeah, they are... things
0: coming out of the
1: lake and everything, you know. Man, well, that's true. Yeah. They go ugly creatures coming out the lake. I know a lot of people don't like when the Sagittarius is whole power control, but the Sagittarius sure love when they do. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I've known a few Sagittariuses. As a matter of
0: fact, I don't know if you remember her, Marcy Marcel.
1: Oh, she was a Sagittarius. loved. Loved
0: Shit. her. I total, loved her. Total Sagittarius. <laughs> total. Everybody loved her. She was, she, she, ah, I miss her. I wish she I was back. I miss her a lot. Mm. I'd love to have had her on here. Oh, she would have been great. We wouldn't have gotten the word in. Probably you, not. But <laughs> been good. It would have been a good time having yes. her
1: all, Oh, she would have been gr- a great guest. Mm. Capricorn. Sex mixed with candy and rock and roll with Satan. Time to cash in on that secret deal you made with the Dark Lord. Any black masses should be held off for a couple of weeks, though. Yeah, well, I guess we have to be postpone that black mass, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just, just a couple of weeks. That's all to. It's not a, a whole of month weeks. or anything. Yeah. Yeah, Nonetheless, you still have plenty of aces up your sleeves, if in a bond. Heads are going to roll, and you are going to need some more freezer space. So thaw out what you need for now. Uh, Well, we got a lot of freezer space now. We just cleaned out the freezer. Oh, that's good. And we
0: have already eaten all the Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh, my. That's excellent. Yeah.
1: Was it good? Yeah. You had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. I
0: ate like $25 worth of oyster dressing. (laughs) (laughs) It was just me and the cat. No,
1: well, Curtis got a little bit of it. (laughs) I I ate most of it. (laughs) Aquarius. Sorry you had to miss out on your winter cruise tour of the Bermuda Triangle, but there are plenty of sights and sounds at your local cemetery. Astral projections may be unplanned this week, but who knows where you might find yourself in the matrix. Place a to-go order for two, have mystical pizza with one of your many ghostly admirers. Place a little glitter on those skulls that are laying around, Makes them look a little more festive. Yeah, you know we yeah. love festive. Well, yeah, you gotta put glitter on the skulls, huh? You know, otherwise right. they're just skulls. And finally, set the holiday lights up to call those otherworldly beings. Oh, them world the worldly beings. Yes, they love the lights. They love them. They, they like them twinkling. That's yes. why they
0: come around around Christmas time and look twinkling and blinking. Eat blank. your Christmas tree and everything, <laughs> you
1: know. I'll <laughs> Pisces. Oh, them fish. Oh yes, honey. Looks like you just got invited to your own little personal freak show dinner theater. Only your closest friends are allowed to attend. Is that like fish that swam in water by a <laughs> nuclear power plant? Is that kind of freak show that is? Possible. Oh,
0: okay. In some variation. You no, know, like on The Simpsons when Mr. <laughs> Burns had that pet fish with the two heads.
1: You're and- right. <laughs> you... Were- you- you are okay to eat and drink what you like, except the fruit basket in the middle of the table. That is off limits. That sounds like the tree in the Garden of Eden. Kind of is in its own way, but it's mm. something else. Just off limits. No questions. Don't ask. Just don't eat. Oh, that talking snake's going to come up there and tell them, eat that fruit. Probably so. Yeah. You know, they can't help themselves. Right. Also, but, well, there's enough alcohol though. They're not going to even worry about the fruit basket, okay? But no. but they're, it's going to be a, it's going to haunt yeah, them. Yeah, get them, them mean, drunk
0: that. enough, and they would They should just. That, but why didn't God think of that? He all he had to do was get Adam and Eve drunk, and they
1: wouldn't even thought about that trick. Exactly. Also, don't give anyone new your real name. Keep a secret identity. Well, That's just common sense. Well, the Pisces definitely need to do this this week. For certain
0: reasons. That means he's going to be getting a lot of calls from some guy with a foreign accent named Jim. That wants his social security number
1: and credit card number or the police are waiting a block away to pick it up. Well, not all calls are bad, though. A booty call from the spirit realm at 3 a.m. in the morning could happen for Pisces. Things do go bump in the night. Booty
0: calls can be... mm, 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 You know, kiss. (laughs)
1: and i got that from the girls yes and that is our weekly horoscopes for this week hope y'all enjoyed that oh that was
0: wonderful i enjoyed it i know that much what i have to do before we go to a commercial break is i have to um credit our opening music the creepy a creepy lullaby by inspector J of freesound.org And his website is www.jsaw.c0.uk. And he's got some really great stuff there. Some of it, it, you know, is is free. And some of it you have to pay a little fee for. But he's got some really good stuff. And if you use something of his, you have to make sure you credit him for it. So thank you, Jay. And we love using it. And we will be back after this commercial. Okay, our uh, commercial actually came after the music. We didn't see that at first. We're new to this. We're just starting. So um, today's uh, subject is um, something that happened right here in New Orleans. You know, we are like one of the most haunted cities in America. And um, we're going to talk today about one of the most notorious serial killers and notorious residents of New Orleans. You know what her name is? Her name is Marie Delphine LaLaurie. Ooh. Now, you guys probably know her from
1: American Horror Story. Or if you've been to New Orleans and been on a ghost tour, you have definitely heard. Now, in American Horror Story, she was played by Kathy
0: Bates, who was wonderful. In the role that she had, but we're gonna to have to—we're breaking we're some American Horror Story, both. Yeah, we are. Okay, first of all, Delphine looked nothing like Kathy Bates. She actually was a beauty. Kathy Bates is a great actress. We love her, but I wouldn't call her a beauty, would you?
1: I mean, in her own way, but yeah, yeah not 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 like super. No, not not like, no, not, not like the classic beauty.
0: She's—I'm she's like, not here for body shaming. She's a, no, she's no, it's not, not body shaming. She's. She's she's not in the the type of beauty like look at this picture of Delphine here. Look at the very waistline. very different than Kathy Bates. I yes. mean she has a waistline that looks like it's about twenty-two, you know. And I mean, you know the thing about these pictures is you know this woman was probably prettier in person because paintings never do justice. You know, it's true. But anyway, um she didn't look like Kathy Bates she probably would look more like Jessica Lange
1: she would have been that type of woman but but we did learn a few things about her from, from the show I mean I mean you do remember when she cut the, chick, uh, the chicken's head off and had the blood squirt at her right yeah she taught us that she had an original recipe for fried chicken long before the colonel or Copeland really yes before Popeyes yes before churches yes honey oh
0: my goodness oh well, we can thank her for that much.
1: Exactly. And and she was already had her own rejuvenation process with the blood on the face long before many of the cosmetic companies we have nowadays. But
0: wasn't didn't she get that from Elizabeth Battery? That's true. That's, that's true. true. That's yeah, what that, that was. Really that,
1: was, was yeah, that's true. That, that was stolen. Yeah, that's true. I think
0: they took that from Elizabeth Battery. Another thing too, okay. She and Marie Laveau were not mortal enemies. You know why? Because they never met. No, I mean, that was total artistic license. Like, okay, you know, like, you know, everybody knows that Mary Queen of Scots and, Elizabeth, and Queen Elizabeth I never met. Yet they made a movie in the 70s called Mary Queen of Scots starring uh, Vanessa Redgrave and Glenda Jackson. You cannot have a movie with Vanessa Redgrave and Linda Jack, Glenda Jackson. Glenda. <laughs> the Good Witch of the North. <laughs> you can't have a movie with Glenda Jackson and Vanessa Redgrave and not have them have a scene together. That's blasphemy. Yes, and I mean Angela Bassett
1: was amazing,
0: and you had to put they so they they concocted the scene where they see where Mary and, and Elizabeth secretly meet in the forest and talk, Ooh. something that never happened. you call it artistic license, exactly. So she never met Marie Laveau, and first of all, we all we actually going to do uh, an episode on Marie Laveau in the future. So I don't want to touch too much on her now, but Marie Laveau would never have had. A slave for a lover, because back then she was a free woman of color. She would not have even traveled in the same circles with any of the slaves, except maybe to, you know, have them serve her when she visited someone's house. The
1: only, the only thing that we could possibly say is that Marie Laveau was a contemporary of Lollary and may have had some knowledge of her, but. There is no actual documented encounters between but, the yeah, two. Well, you know, wearing.
0: a lot, a lot of wealthy socialites went to um, went to Marie Laveau for different things. Oh, yeah. Things. So, yeah she, so she, they, they so so she was going to have. No,
1: was a hairdresser. She likely could have done Delphine's hair, right? Or been connected to people that were friends, yeah. of Delphine's, or at least acquaintances of Delphine. Now. um... Another
0: thing about Delphine is the American Horror Story portrayed her is this southern kind of, I, I, I hate to use the word cracker because it's probably kind of uh, racist. But this southern woman with a southern accent and calling black people the really horrible names like Darkie. But the real Delphine wouldn't have spoken like that. She only spoke French. She may have spoken French and Spanish. Yeah, she spoke she, Spanish as well. But she didn't speak English. Now, uh, getting on to Delphine, she was born Marie Delphine McCarty on March 19, 1787 in Spanish Louisiana, New Orleans. Her parents were, let's see if I can pronounce this, her father was Louis Louis Bartholomew de McCarty, and her mother was Marie-Jean Label. Also known as a, the, the, widow, the Widow Le Comte, because she had been married before. She was a widow when she married Louis uh, McCarty. And they were a European Creole community, uh, you know, big society people. So it's definitely pretty, uh, pretty sure, we're pretty sure that Delphine grew up in a privileged Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Now we see when Delphine was four years old, there was a Haitian revolution, slave revolution, and the slaves revolved and killed their own masters and killed the children and everything. And that caused a lot of people here in the the United States and here in – that was 1791. We weren't quite American yet. We were still Spanish. But that caused a lot of the um, slave owners – and then there was also, yeah, there was the Point Coupe conspiracy in 1794. And then there was the German coast here in Louisiana. Oh, yes,
1: that's Louisiana. that's
0: what Oak Alley and, and Laura Plantation and all of this. So that probably could have had Delphine, you know, that, that made a lot of the slave owners want to be more strict. And that probably could have had something to do with her psyche and the way she wound up be um, eventually treating her slaves. Now, Delphine was married three times. Her first marriage was to Don Ramon de Lopez, Angulo. And, and angulo, so that a that? Spanish man, the Spanish royal, a uh, high ranked Spanish royal
1: office. Oh wow! And
0: one other thing I forgot to mention is Delphine's family. She had a um, so
1: she had to come from status to even marry. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Her, her, um, her um, she had a cousin that was a was a mayor of Louis of New Orleans, and she had a, her um. And her uncle by marriage, Esteban Rodriguez de Miro, was the governor of Spanish American Providence in Louisiana from 1785 to 1791, Louisiana and Florida. So, yes, yeah, she came from status. She definitely was a child of privilege. So she married, uh, this man, Don Ramon de Lopez, the Aguilano. <laughs> These names, I swear. And in 18, uh, Oh, four after the American acquisition, after the Louisiana purchase, it was then again a French territory. Don Ramon was he was appointed as consul for Spain in the territory of New Orleans and appeared at the court of Spain. But when he was on the way to Mid, to Madrid with Delphine, who was then pregnant, he suddenly
1: died in Havana
0: of mysterious circumstances.
1: Okay, so she was pregnant. Now, was that what was that one of her? Was that one of the children? That was the daughter. That was actually featured
0: in American Horror Story. Her name oh. was Marie Borgia. Borgia. Oh, Borgita. Borgita. Boquita. Yeah, That was Borgita, who was the one that was one of the featured in, in, in there. That's the only um, child she had from the first husband. So in, two, uh, in June 1808, she married Jean Blanc. He was a banker and merchant log, uh, lawyer and a legislator. And he purchased a house at Talk about having your
1: hands in everything. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he purchased a house at 409 Royal Street. Not the current house. I believe this where this house was is either 409 Royal Street. Yeah, that would be
1: probably about where Brennan's is yeah, now. Yes, that, it, well, that's actually, yeah, that's uh, yeah. right across from like the Supreme Court building.
0: And she had four
1: yeah. children from him.
0: She had Marie-Louise Pauline. She had Louise-Marie... Laurie, Laurie and Marie-Louise Jean and Jean-Pierre Paulin blank. And her husband died in 1816. So she had a son, too, that wasn't shown in the American Horror Story. Ah. And I've, I've read the book about, about uh, Madame Laurie. This second husband died in mysterious circumstances. I think he might have been poisoned. Well, well, so there was a son. But now, it's interesting. Yeah, she there's... had a son with the second husband, yeah. yeah. And Boquita is the only child she has from her first husband. Now, her third marriage was on June 25th, 1825, and she married a physician named Lennon Luis Nicholas LaLare. And he was much younger than her. He was like 20 years younger than her. And they're the ones that bought the property that's now known as the LaLare Mansion at 1140 Royal. Now, you you used to do tours, right? Used to. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while for me, too. It's been three years. But that is the house where... Yes, it, when the it, shit it's came al- down, yeah, eleven forty, yeah, eleven yeah, forty, right? and um, and it was a two story mansion. They built a stu- two story mansion there, complete with attached slave quarters.
1: And she- I love that he was much younger than her, so she was, well, so she had now taken her opportunity to start actually cougaring. She, yeah, she was <laughs> the, the original cougar. She was before Mrs. Robinson. She's like, I'm, you know, I need something much
0: younger now. Well, I need one, to play. Well, he was also he, he she she helped finance his law studies. Some things I've watched and all said that all her husbands had money and everything. But this was her, this was her boy Toy Gigolo. Mm. And so um this marriage uh, showed signs of strain. And on November 16, 1832. She petitioned the first judicial court for separation from bed and board of her husband, which is we today we, we call it a legal separation. I mean, was she tired? And of she it? claimed that he treated. <laughs> no, she claimed that he treated her in such a manner as to render their li- living condition together unsupportable, which, to me, sounds like maybe he beat her butt.
1: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and um, which is also very bold at the time. But it says something about her name and who she was that she had that ability to really file Yeah,
0: and Yeah, but you see, the you know, separation didn't last because um, he was there that fate, fatal night. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit now about how she treated her slaves. Her treatment of slaves between 1831 and 1831, some, some, there's a lot of mixed stories. Some have said that you know, she was, she, she had been charged with slave abuse. Now there is a story of her handmaid, Leah. You know this story, don't you? So Leah was a 12 year old girl. She used to, it was her handmaid that used to do all her little grooming things for her. And one of Leah's jobs was to brush her, Delphine's very long hair. But as she hit a little snag, Delphine had a whip sitting right there and she'd crack the girl with a whip. Mm. Well, one night, day- Poor Leah hit a particularly nasty snag that took a few strands out. And Delphine was pissed off. She chased this girl around the house with a whip. The girl was so frightened of what her punishment prom- from Delphine would be that she jumped and killed herself. Jumped to her death. And Delphine oh, wow. actually was charged and convicted of slave abuse. But do you know what her sentence was? $300 fine. She also had had her slaves taken away. They would t- take them away, and she would have cousins and relatives go buy them back and bring them back. I them.
1: mean, that just shows you right there. It's not just about Delphina's the horror, but in that time, a person wasn't valued. That that child was not valued. Yeah. That was the horror of, of slavery in itself in the society. They, Is that any any kind of human being could be owned by another one and treated like? Even people, you know, people treat their pets better than this. But it's the, and it's the fact that they put a dollar value on the life. Now, even though that may seem like a lot of amount at that time, it still is the fact you dehumanize that person. Yeah. And she, I don't know. So anyway, we're
0: going to go ahead to the, the night of, now one of the things, so let's, let's touch on this too, Delphine and society. She was very, very, very well-regarded in society, and she was known for her big soirees. You know, she used to give big old parties all the time. And back then, they didn't have trendy nightclubs. The trendy nightclubs were the house parties that the rich folks gave.
1: They were having 25-people orgies like that man? I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't know.
0: (laughs) This woman, you know, nothing would surprise me with her. But anyway, she... um, she would have these lavish parties, and they would start like six o'clock Friday, and they wouldn't end until Sunday night and just wow. going constantly. And anybody who was anyone would, was invited to one of her parties to, oh, the soiree, as they called it back then. So uh, Delphine um, had had one of her big parties, and on the night of April 10th, 19, 18, 19, 1834, <laughs> 19. I'm giving her 100 more years. Uh, April 10th, 1834, fire broke out at the Laurel residence in Royal Street. And it had started in the kitchen. Now, back in those days, the kitchen was separate from the main house. Because, for several reasons. First of all, the heat. You know how the heat in New Orleans can be. Oh, Imagine in 1834 when there was no air conditioning. Then there was um, the, the fire, the fire. You know, they they wanted to protect the main house from fire. And so they would would cook, and then they would bring the food into the house after it was finished. So it broke down in the kitchen, and the firemen come in, and the cook, who was like 70 years old, is chained to the stove. Mm. And she tells the the, the firemen and the police that she started the fire. And they said, "Um, why would you do this? You know that you're going to, you know, you know, you know, you're going to get hanged for this. This is, you know, she says, I don't care what happens to me. I just want you to go upstairs in that attic and see what's going on. So they go, I think Delphine and her husband, who was back, she was back with them, were trying to stop her, but they went anyway. And what they found cannot be described as anything more than a torture chamber. The New Orleans Bee, which was a newspaper at the time, said that one of the firemen they interviewed said, "My biggest regret in life is that I can never unsee what I saw in that attic." And they would say they had they had slaves that were hanging from the walls, they were being dissected. They had people that had they were blinded and they had eyes gouged out and they were still alive screaming. And and
1: this is reported. Yeah,
0: they were living in their own feces. It was. Uh, they they even had one one woman. They broke her her limbs and set them together so that she would walk like a crab. Mm. I mean, these are atro- these were atrocities, even for those days. This was this this shocked people even in 1834. And you see how they dehumanized people in 1834. Right. So you know, word travels fast. You don't really need the internet. Or television for something like that. It got all over the city, and at that time, the city was basically just a French quarter. Before long, there was a mob there waiting for Delphine's head. Now, what's happened to her? It's vague what's happened to her afterwards. Most accounts say that she escaped and she moved to Europe, where she, some say she lived in poverty, some say she still lived in opulence. I don't see how she could have lived in opulence if, she, she loved, if all her money was here.
1: That, and then also, I mean, France at that time was an upheaval. So if she did go back to France, like they said, in the 1830s, things wouldn't have been would have been as easy. I mean, it would have been maybe survivable, but probably wasn't easy. So if she did make it back, it was a different world.
0: Yeah, and her son account says that she uh, wrote that she had died August 15th Eighteen uh, forty-two, at the age of sixty-two, of natural causes. That sixty-two in the eighteen forties was probably like somebody ninety now. Exactly. We so have been, bet, still have Betty White back long long then. That's yeah. like one hundred right. <laughs> 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 and seventy-five. Uh, and so she, um, but I've heard this that when it, when the uh, house was. Um, Somebody was wanted to turn the kitchen into a garage because that kitchen still stands, but it's where they parked the cars now. And uh, they said that they brought, they knocked this wall down because it was like a wall that went nowhere. And they found like what looked like a doctor's waiting room with all these skeletons. So, obviously, what she was doing is she had these people sit in the waiting room waiting to go upstairs and be tortured, just like we go and wait to get our flu shot. Mm. And... Um, they found some bones that one one medical examiner said was consistent with a middle aged Caucasian woman. Could that have been Delphine? Could she have died in that house?
1: Who knows, unless unless it was someone could have been a mistress of, of the of her husband. Yeah, well, he was younger, you know. When I mean, I mean, they weren't doing well. Yeah, so uh, we, and you so know, know, that lends to other questions. You know could it be her?
0: You know, he was going to look some young stuff on the side. He wasn't just. Oh, tapping that old thing. Oh, so many men back <laughs> then. I mean, there were so I many... I mean, she was in her 50s at that point. He, he was like 30. Men
1: still today sometimes do that, so...
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, and 50s back then was like an old lady, you know, that wouldn't have been... Uh, that wouldn't have been Madonna. You know, that wouldn't have been um, Courtney Cox. <laughs> that would have been, you know, maybe... Either the bunkers. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. But, um... The house is purported to be the most haunted house in America. Have you heard any ghost stories about it?
1: I mean, there's always been different accounts. I mean, I mean, yeah, like any property and you we're going to mm. deal with this throughout, you know, these these series of podcasts that we deal with is what type of energy is there. Yeah. Is it imprinted on people's belief from hearing the story or is it actually imprinted by the actions that happened? by those actual well one of the
0: ghosts that people seem to th- seem to th-
1: see often is the little girl jumping off the balcony yeah and now and that's the thing that is that that could be an imprint of that moment because you think that for that young girl when she jumped off that balcony the amount of just despair and that energy of giving up that life energy that left that imprint at that moment. Yeah. So that's possible that that is actual spirit energy. Now the real question is, do we have anything that goes beyond that? Do we have any active energy within that house?
0: Well, there have been some accounts. There was one, um, man, he was an African American man. He was doing some work on it in the 1950s. And he said that, um, he was sleeping. He was sleeping. he was living in the house as, as he was working on it. And he was awakened in the middle of the night by a woman dressed in, like, 1834 clothes with a big old stick trying to beat him up. And he got the stick away from her or something, and she ran. And when he chased her, she just vanished. Yeah. and That, that so sounds that, like Delphine. And that, and that seems pretty active. Why I'm would Delphine's active. ghost be there if she died all the way in France? That's another thing, too.
1: Well... It depends. It depends. It a lot of people do claim where you die leaves a lot of energy, but also where you've done certain things in your life. And that's what you're Greatest a lot of, good or you know. greatest ill is also where you leave a lot of energy behind that you can mm-hmm. kind of be tethered to, so to speak. Now the house has a very, very
0: sordid history. It's nothing they've been trying several businesses. They've been tried there. They never last more than six months. Somebody tried to have a restaurant, a hotel. even uh, It was even apartments at one time. They never last. And the last high-profile uh, owner of that house was actor Nicholas Cage, who purchased the house. Let me see if I can find out when this happened. He purchased the house in 2007. And he bought it for $3.45 million.
1: That's about right for the French Quarter. (laughs) In
0: 2009, he had to be listed in auction because his business manager absconded with all his money. That also led to his career going on the downhill because he had to take any part he could get.
1: Well, that's just a little over two years. They
0: left him with... They left him... Yeah, he left him owing the IRS something like $30 million. But isn't he the IRS...
1: Well, it was it, it, the bank. He owned the bank, IRS. He got four clothes, in the bank and the bank seized it.
0: Yeah, but he, he owed all kinds of money to the IRS. So he had to take any movie he could get. That's how he got to do some stuff like a bad uh, cop, New Orleans, that kind of thing, you know? And then the, the wicker man with the bees on his head bees, no, please, bees. <laughs> You saw that one, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. now, today, it is owned by a private, uh, you know, private owners. They, they, they shy away from
1: any kind of publicity or anything. Well, and they claim, like, and then now, I think they said And they that, say there's nothing, nothing right, going yeah, on. Yeah. But there's also been accounts, possibly, that there has been a cleansing actually done on the house. Mm. There's been rumored to have that done. Yeah, that's possible, it's, too, They yeah. said that has been done, so, I mean... So anyway,
0: uh, we have, uh, so the house that was owned by by, by by private owners, they wouldn't even allow American Horror Story to film there. They no, they
1: the, actually filmed right next right door. Right next door, the
0: house next door, and, and you know, everything there, and there are no, you know, that's another, that's more American Horror Story lore. There are no tours inside the Willaury House. No, showed the tour. Actually, the lady that played the tour guide is a lady I know from the theater. Her husband is Spud from the radio. You know Spud? Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, Maureen Brennan McConnell. She was she played the uh she she played the tour guide in that. And, oh, and She's wow. a really good actress. I wish she would have had a bigger part in that. There are a lot of people I knew. They did little scenes in the American Horror Story. Like do you know in freak uh, freak show, the guy that Michael Chitless breaks his head because he catches him with Angela Bassett? I know that guy from the theater.
1: His name now Andrew. we did joke a lot about the American Horror Story that season of Coven and all yeah. that, and with the Lollary. But That's actually still my but favorite season. I still just say one of the serious notes that goes along with the actual story that it did highlight is that racism was alive then, yep. and it was still alive now. Yes. And, and, and that was, we're looking at, that was 2013 that that season aired. It's, and look at all the things that have happened since then in these last several but years. But we also started. had a black president at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> no, there's been amazing advancements, yes, but there is still a long way yeah. to go. Yeah, and I don't want to
0: touch upon the current administration. No, we're
1: not going to get... We're, oh, we, enough has been said, you know, I mean, to me, that that's over. But we know? do have to acknowledge... That whether it was eighteen thirties or whether it's twenty twenty now or whether we're looking at the nineteen sixties, there has always been a racist history yeah, there to has been, America. Yeah, there's been to a deny problem. that that did not happen. You're lying to yourself. It was real. All right. So um, in closing, I want to talk a little bit about
0: evil and what we. You know, how, how, would you say Delphine was evil? Yes. But the, her lack of regard, I think even if there wouldn't have been slavery, she would have found somebody to do this to. It's just, a you know, some people, okay, they are people who do heinous things. And sometimes they have a good reason. If you're protecting somebody, self-preservation, anything like that. But there was nothing here. She was just doing it for her own pleasure. Criminally insane is what they yeah, call her just, nowadays. Yes. I don't even know if I call her insane. I think she was just what they called a Psychopath. Well, that's I what was I mean. Get, yeah, I always get be, mixed <laughs> up with a psychopath and a sociopath,
1: and those. I think they're. I, mean, I know. I get confused. And
0: they say that a psychopath will try to pretend that they care. And a sociopath talks about like you have different, uh, like they, you know. You ever heard Ted Bundy
1: talking? He talks about like it's a day in the park, but then you'll have somebody else. Oh. I think I, think I may have figured it out. Okay. So the sociopath has actually been possibly affected by the society environment. Oh, they pretend they have. Whereas the psychopath's own mind is, the psychopath knows that they're wrong. They know they're wrong,
0: but they they try to convince you that they care. Right. So Mm. anyway, I, my verdict is Delphine was evil. Oh, evil without a doubt. Extremely evil, capital E. All right. Well, um, we're going to be doing another one of these next week. And next week, our subject is going to be uh, the senseless murder of Patricia Giesick. And I was telling you a little bit about that case in the cards about two guys who come and who p- pick a girl to murder for insurance money. But we're going to get more into it next week. So until then, <laughs> just enjoy the shutters, baby. And...
1: Don't fall out the window. (laughs) Don't
0: fall out the window. Bye.